Welcome to Team Genius Audio. I'm your host and coach, George Fushing. Thanks for tuning in to discover strategies, expertise, and techniques to help all teams become dream teams. We're covering team craft, product craft, and leadership craft. This episode first appeared as a live stream on YouTube. Join me every week on my channel to be part of the live cast as it happens. Search for George Fushing or Team Genius on YouTube. And now it is time for this episode. Thanks again for joining. Hello and welcome to Team Genius Live. I'm your host, George Fushing, and uh, this is an episode centered around the Scrum Guide's 2020 changes, in particular, the introduction of a new goal in addition to the sprint goal. Now, we're going to take a look at the Scrum Guide, which is the sort of um, central source of truth for how the Scrum framework develops over time, kept up to date by uh, Ken Schweber and Jeff Sutherland. And the way that they usually go about updates is that uh, they use their experience and their engagement with the community out there, but they also share advanced copies of these uh, drafts with people that they know are uh, working in the thick of it and uh, training and coaching Scrum Masters and uh, teams out there. So whenever there are major changes, then these get rolled up and published into a new official version of the Scrum Guide. Before this release in November 2020, the last change was in, uh, was in 2017. And so in 2020, there are a few things that are worth taking a look at. One of them is the introduction of the product goal. In the revision history, just to get a brief overview of uh, what we've got in there, is that overall the Scrum Guide has been lightened up and made uh, less prescriptive. So some things in there that we might uh, look at later are also related to the starter questions that uh, you can ask in the daily Scrum as, uh, as a team as you're checking in. Another one is that the team constellation has been clarified a bit, which is quite good. And the product goal, as I mentioned, which is going to be the major focus of the episode today. There is also some clarification around how the definition of done fits in alongside uh, uh, other aspects that are quite interesting. So we're definitely going to look at that. Then uh, the, the overall text has actually been uh, shortened. It is clearer and easier to read. So without further ado, let's look at the product goal introduction. So the way that the product goal was introduced is that it is a commitment that corresponds to the product backlog. You might recall that the sprint goal is a commitment that corresponds to the uh, sprint, but is now very directly correlated or linked into the sprint backlog. So the product uh, backlog has the product goal, and that is an overarching product goal that multiple sprint goals would contribute to. So the interesting thing here is that in my practice, I've found that uh, not all teams, actually too many teams, I have to say, aren't using any sort of product road mapping. And the two that I tend to refer to uh, to get started with is uh, Jenna uh, Bastos, uh, now next later product roadmap, and uh, to get more value out of the planning um, approaches and uh, something that's more capable or more powerful as a communication tool, I would say is Roman uh, Pitchler's Go product roadmap uh, template. What I like about this update here in the Scrum Guides 2020 is that uh, even when you are using uh, Scrum just on its own as a framework, you now have an encouragement to think 
um, on a higher level than just a current sprint. And that is really, really useful for product owners and, of course, also for, uh, for teams to consider the wider context and uh, to get a bit more appreciation of the purpose of what the current sprint goal is linking to. So you could uh, think about the product goal as a product uh, roadmap milestone. That is uh, certainly a possibility in order to link it up that way. Another option is that you have something even bigger or that you have um, something which is beyond the, the definitions of the Scrum Guide, but where you have a larger chunk of functionality that some people would describe as an epic um, that gets uh, delivered over the course of multiple sprints, and that epic is your product goal. So the Scrum Guide, once again, is not prescriptive in exactly what you do with the product goal. It simply asks you to have one so that you are still um, practicing Scrum. The product goal itself, as it says here, is a very, very short definition here, right? Uh, product goal is uh, the, the long-term objective for the Scrum team. Now, where we might need to be a bit more nuanced in how we understand this and how we practice this is this sentence here. They must fulfill or abandon one objective before taking on the next. Now, if we were to stick with this very strictly, that means that in a cross-functional team, right, as we would want to have in a Scrum team, there's always this ongoing discovery work for how best to do the feature. There's refinement work going on for upcoming product backlog items. And there's the creation of the product backlog items, firstly to get items ready for the sprint and then to deliver the items within the sprint. So if we then uh, zoom out uh, across uh, multiple sprints and look at the product goal, if um, we were very strict with this interpretation here, it would mean that we complete all the work related to one product goal before we even start um, looking on the, uh, the next one. But I think it would, of course, make sense to start um, doing some uh, um, high-level breakdown of the product goal into lower-level product backlog items, refine them down and start uh, testing some things so that you um, have the right information uh, for the, the product owner as well as the team, not only to refine the items, but also to order uh, the items in the product backlog so that you have a flow. The other way to interpret this is um, to actually look at this as a natural uh, flow of things and uh, consider the, a product goal. Let's say it was a milestone on your product roadmap and you're introducing a new feature set in that to finish the work on that one and uh, then actually really start with another feature set um, with more of a blank uh, slate. I've, I've seen that a few times where teams actually chose this route to go more distinctly from sort of a um, more delivery-orientated mindset over into a more discovery-orientated mindset and uh, wants to have just enough information to um, uh, to. Uh, in the first sprint to go back into delivery to do that uh, there. The thing is, what we always want to ensure, right, in uh, Scrum is that at the end of the sprint that the team reaches a potentially shippable product increment, uh, something that is of uh, value. Now it is says it is an increment is a concrete stepping stone towards the product goal. What's important here is this definition down here. Work cannot be considered part of an increment unless it meets the definition of done. Right. So the definition of done is a working agreement amongst the Scrum team, and it can change over time. If you are going from a delivery mindset or drive, finishing up with one product goal, 
and then starting to work on the next product goal in order to be in keeping with the definition here, must fulfill or abandon one objective before taking on the next. That would suggest once you're done with that, you go back to your definition of done, change the level of fidelity to something lower than full delivery mode, Go back to uh, what you are looking for f to be in compliance with the definition of done for discovery mode and uh, say, uh, until we have uh, enough validation of the problem space that we're looking to cover in the next uh, product goal, the definition of done goes to our discovery level definition of done, right? So this is how you would work very actively with your artifacts and definitions and still be in keeping with the definitions of the Scrum framework. And you, you would want to keep an eye on your definition of done on an ongoing basis anyway to make sure it is always uh, fit for purpose. So let's go back one more time to the product backlog here. The commitment of the product goal is also set in the product backlog. And the product backlog itself then contains the product backlog items that describe um, what is being created in order to fill, fulfill the product goal. Now, uh, I mentioned this a couple of times, but just to be explicit, the uh, sprint goal still exists, right? So if you look at the product backlog, we've got the product goal as the commitment. If we look at the sprint backlog, we've got the sprint goal as the commitment. There are these three major... Um, artifacts. We've got the product backlog, the sprint backlog, and the increment. And for each of them, we've got this commitment, right? For the product backlog, we had the uh, product goal as the commitment. For the um, sprint backlog, we've got the sprint goal as a commitment. And for the increment, we have the definition of done as the commitment, right? So it's now much clearer what the role of the definition of done is and how it relates. That has been uh, cleared up very nicely in the 2020 version. And uh, now we've essentially got uh, three commitments that the Scrum team works along for every product backlog item that is being worked on that then uh, as a collection creates the increment. They have the commitments for each of those items to meet the definition of done. And for the sprint backlog, um, the commitment is to deliver on the sprint goal. And uh, just as before, not every item in the sprint backlog necessarily needs to be delivered so that the sprint goal is being met. But the team and product owner must be really clear which items of the sprint backlog are actually required in order to meet the sprint goal, right? The other thing that I wanted to cover is the Scrum team. So uh, up until the 2017 version, we had um, the Scrum team and we had the development team, which is the collection of the cross-functional team members, um, all the product developers uh, that were in there. So there was always this uh, duality of the development team and, and the Scrum team as a whole. And uh, some people liked that. Uh, other people didn't like it as much. I could see it either way. I didn't have any strong opinion either way, I have to say. But now this is all cleared up. There is no longer the development team and the scrum team. There is just the scrum team. So you've got the product owner and the scrum master and the developers. And uh, once again, the scrum framework does not consider developers to be software developers, right? We're talking about um, a cross-functional team that includes all the team members that are required in order to create the increment of uh, each sprints and include all the skills that are in there. Uh, yes, that can be software developers and can be designed 
designers, user researchers, whatever is might be required for the team to create the increment. And there was one more thing. Uh, ah, yeah, in the daily Scrum, you might recall that uh, up until the 2017 version, there was in here uh, a uh, reference of uh, three specific questions that should be asked. Uh, ultimately, these questions were removed and the, um, the, the, the purpose is now just made quite clear here that this is a, um, a daily planning meeting that helps the team to align, check in on the work and is still limited to 15 minutes. Um, still, the purpose is for the um, developers of the Scrum team to come together and do this. And as long as it's happening and it's working well, then uh, there is no need for um, other Scrum team members to be there. As before, my recommendation is always for um, Scrum Master and in particular, even more so importantly, for the product owner to be available for any very, very quick uh, clarifications and anything that takes more than a yes or no, perhaps, right? That, that gets picked up right after the daily Scrum so that the developers can really focus on the purpose of the daily Scrum, finish that in um, under or up to 15 minutes and uh, any clarifications can be uh, picked up with the product owner right after the daily scrum. Um, there was one more thing that I wanted to mention in uh, the sprint uh, planning event. So the reason I've done a number of videos now on the uh, sprint goal is again, not enough teams are uh, really practicing the definition and use of the sprint goal as well as they could be. And uh, in uh, one or two of the videos, I'm even admitting to myself making a mistake in the early years of my practice. So it's kind of a, a path of redemption for me to help others avoid the mistake that uh, I made. In the 2020 update of the Scrum Guide, there are now three topics in order to bring more emphasis. There used to be two topics, which is um, more the what and the how, right? Uh, what is it that the team is going to pull in from the product backlog into the sprint backlog, the developers in the, in the updated verbiage? And then um, topic two was at least a starting planning of uh, how the developers are going to get started on uh, delivering the top items of the sprint backlog. So now there are three topics, which uh, brings more emphasis on the why, the sprint goal, which uh, was kind of an uh, assumed given, but um, it, it was not just me, of course, who saw that the sprint goal was not observed and uh, practiced well enough and widely enough. So now we've got uh, three topics. We're starting with the why, the sprint goal. And of course, this should not be the first time that this is being discussed, right? This is something that would have been covered in uh, product backlog refinement uh, previously, but uh, just to reiterate, and ensure that everyone is really clear on uh, the value of the sprint and articulate that in a good sprint goal. So that is now topic number one. Then the uh, pulling of items based on capacity of the team by the developers from the product backlog, top of the product backlog, the refined items into the sprint backlog. That is now um, topic number two. And then the identification of how the work will be delivered at the starting point, at least for the first few items so that the developers can get off to a great start. 
in uh, the new sprint is now topic number three. So that's another big change, I would say, that is very welcome by me. I think that um, should help people to keep the sprint goal really top of mind and really appreciate the importance uh, of it. Too many times I've seen uh, uh, teams not use the sprint goal and then it was often in an uncomfortable situation because they just used the items in the sprint backlog and if they didn't deliver all the items, then uh, they, uh, they were not considered to having had a successful sprint. But with the sprint goal, we uh, have seen something bigger, something more important, something that can be delivered, even if only the majority of the key items that are really required are in there and uh, really hones the purpose of the whole sprint. That is an overview of the changes in the 2020 release of the Scrum Guide. Scrum is a, a lightweight framework that helps you as a team to solve complex uh, challenges, particularly for service development. Um, there's now also a wonderful definition in here that helps you to create a product, right? Uh, product is a vehicle to deliver, to deliver value. You can always add other practices within the Scrum framework, but uh, just like with a scaffolding, if you remove some of the key parts of it, the scaffolding loses integrity. And uh, in Scrum, if you um, omit some of the practices or parts of it, then it's no longer Scrum and uh, your mileage may vary on what uh, happens. And there's no judgment if uh, whether you, you do or do not. My only encouragement is for you to be aware of the impact of um, what you're doing and uh, keep testing and ensuring that as a team, you always get the most value of uh, how you're doing the work and going about it in service of your customers. All right. So um, that about wraps it up. Thank you so much. All the best from me and have fun in the practice with your teams. And until next time.